Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And I'm Devin Leary. We have decided to keep Devin on on the podcast a lot of people are saying should we keep her should we kick her off should we fire her should we kick her out of the country and i said no 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 she's my best friend we need to keep her on the podcast how are you this week devin i'm okay i am um having some depression um yeah How do I put this? How do I put this? I am very depressed. No, I'm not very depressed. I have been very depressed many times in my life, but it's not that bad. But I've been having this phenomenon in quarantine where in the beginning when I was by myself, I was like having a mental breakdown. I was like crying every five minutes and like... This is when you were in LA alone. Yeah, and I went on a search to buy toilet paper and I couldn't buy toilet paper anywhere. And I was just like, wait, okay, so this is actually really bad. And like there was this like huge, I went to Target at like 8 a.m. and waited in line for it to open. And there was like this huge like stampede of people and like this is the apocalypse. And then it's gotten better since then. But I've been having this experience where like most of the time I'm really good and like most of the time I'm actually like so grateful because I'm like wow like I'm in such a privileged position and like I'm doing really well every day and like you know I have this podcast and I have my boyfriends with me and I'm with my family whatever but then like once a month I'll have one day or two days where I just like can't stop crying can't stop staring into the void just like what's the point of anything when's it gonna end so that's what's been happening. Okay, well, I've been watching The Last Dance on Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just jump into what's going on with me. I know exactly what you're talking about. And 
because we've been friends for so long, have seen you go through this before. And I think one thing that's true for both of us and for a lot of people is that uncomfortable feels intolerable to me mm-hmm. and not knowing what's going to happen feels intolerable to me. And I run from pain, which makes it more painful. <laughs> and I read this one quote on Instagram, my favorite little quote book that said, there's no point in suffering except that it connects us to the entire world. <laughs> and so I think it's comforting to think, okay, I'm not alone here. So yeah. many people are feeling this right now. But that's exactly what like depression, anxiety tells you is that you're experiencing this alone. I heard someone say once like we we like take turns like groups of friends or loved ones like you take turns and like one person goes through a hard time and everyone gets around them and then the next person goes through a hard time and everyone gets around them and like that's kind of how I felt most of the quarantine is like oh I'm really happy that I'm not like feeling depressed right now because I'm able to support my friends who are which is many just because of like the state of the world and triggering events but um I do get comfort out of that. It's crazy how I like forget everything the second it happens. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I always first of all think I'm sick. I'm like, oh, my stomach feels weird. Like, is this like dread or nausea? (laughs) No, I know what you mean. I Yeah. Get dizzy. And then but like then I instantly forget that I've ever come through a feeling like this. I instantly forget the things that I do to make me feel better. And like when I reached out to you on yesterday or the day before like it was like almost the end of the day like I spent the whole day just being like you know crying on the couch and like not moving and then after I talked to you I felt so much better but I just was like oh interesting that I chose to not do that until evening I once had a headache that I knew caffeine would cure and I stayed in bed all day and then bought a Red Bull at 8 p.m that night yikes and that's just a day in my life that I lost I think a lot about something you said to me after my breakup, which was I basically expressed how scared I was that I was never going to meet anyone again. And you said, I know you will meet someone again and you don't have to feel hopeful right now. And you can just know that I'm holding that hope for you. And I screenshotted it (laughs) because I think that is something that friends can offer you when you don't have that insight. Like, I know you'll be okay. You actually you can trust your own thoughts. They're going to lie to you, but I know you're going to feel better. And I, yeah. or I know, you know, when you have distorted thinking, whether it be body dysmorphia or insecurity around your relationship, it's like, okay, I know these things not to be true, but yeah. that's not going to convince you. So just trust, try to trust my thinking or yeah. my perspective over your own for a second. And I've gone back to that so many times in terms of worrying about my future. I think about things you've said. I think about things some of our friends have said in order to sort of think, okay, I don't have to trust my own pessimism. You know, fear is a liar for the most part. And don't get me wrong. Things I've been scared of have come true. That's been frustrating. But (laughs) I remember once in New York, my ex-boyfriend was dating a friend of mine and we had just broken up because I had found out they were seeing each other. And I told my friend, I'm so scared they're going to fall in love and move in together. And I sort of thought I'm being ridiculous. And they fell in love and moved in together and were together for three years. And I always think about that because it's like, yeah, my fear came true. My worst fear came true. And I was still okay. Yeah, that's a good point. But I'm sorry that you're going through that. Oh, thank you. Thanks for helping me through it. 
My worst fear is what's the word? Quicksand? No, um malicious aliens, but I hope that doesn't come oh, true. Oh. Yeah. I think they're going to be friendly. I just watched Cloverfield, so I disagree, but Oh, okay. But wait, how are you doing? Okay, well, I am watching The Lost Stands. That wasn't a joke, and <laughs> it is incredible and so inspiring. I not one for sports. Uh, last time I watched sports, I was pretending to like them because I thought these Christian surfers I was hanging out with thought that would be cool. Oh. And it did not move the needle at all. What? <laughs> so I have given up. But then I literally didn't have anything to watch yesterday. I was feeling so lethargic. My Saturday was slipping through my fingers like water. Water. My Saturday was, <laughs> my Saturday was slipping through my fingers. And I thought, okay, Devin liked this. And I started watching it. And then it was like, I am on the Chicago Bulls. It's 1997. And I these know. are my teammates. So this week in deciding on a topic, we asked our Instagram followers, which we have a couple hundred of. We're getting close to 300. <laughs> We're so. getting close to 300. So every Mommy, I went viral. <laughs> So all my teachers that doubted me, now you're seeing. But we asked our followers for suggestions of topics, and we got a lot of good responses. And There were some that were hurtful, and they were at my expense. <laughs> Beth Jacobs said we should talk about how I use World of Warcraft to date. And that's not true, Beth. I do not do that. Holly Brennan asked us to focus on the Creed Super Bowl halftime performance from 2001. One. Oh, she went with the 9-11 year, 2001. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to cover those, unfortunately, but we did get a good question from Emma B. Emma Brennan asked us, what are the worst boundaries we've ever had? And where do I begin? I know. Oh, do you want to begin or should I go? <laughs> <laughs> you can go okay this was a tough one to answer because i feel like i've had a, a lot of examples of this in my life <laughs> i guess like i i've definitely read texts and emails of people i've facebook dated messages razor yeah, phone that's, messages that's tough i have struggled with codependency induced boundarylessness in terms of offering to make therapy appointments for people i've dated like coming up with like a treatment plan, <laughs> screenshotting like <laughs> self-help materials and like highlighting them and sending them to the person. Just tough stuff like that. I also identify with breaking boundaries in terms of offering unsolicited advice. My college boyfriend had a terrible relationship with his family, with his sister, with his mom. Just they had a completely dysfunctional relationship. And I was like, until you met me, <laughs> I mm -hmm. am here to help heal this family. You're welcome. How long have we been dating? You're welcome. Four months. And my mission was unsuccessful. I did not heal 20 years of abandonment issues. <gasps> I had zero qualifications and, and, and nobody had asked me to help actually. But I, I really was like, no, I know exactly what to do. And I am here as your Lord and Savior. Next up, Tess Sitzman asked us our thoughts on Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus. Listen, we have actually recorded like almost entire episodes about this that we never aired. We were like, these thoughts are too controversial. 
I don't know. I'm grateful for them being our one of our only tabloid quarantine couples. That's important to me. I don't know what the ploy is in terms of what are they getting out of all the public? Like, are they trying to up their careers somehow? Like, I just don't really know about that. I'm also like, neither of you need that. That's what I don't get. Like, like she's going to be a Bond girl. He's a failed Batman. <laughs> he's a failed Batman, but like, he's still an A-list star. Probably like. Yeah, he's an Oscar winner. He does not need this, and she doesn't either. And they have new couple Instagram energy. Yeah, totally. They have, like, okay, I'm, the photo booth picture is about to be taken in three, two, one. Let's get in position. Let's run across the room and hold each other. This, <laughs> this self-timer. There are pictures of her laughing hysterically at what he's saying, and I just know at the core of me that, that it's not funny. He's not that funny. <laughs> He's just not that funny. It's not even like he's a funny guy. Like, what could he be saying? I don't get it. And that's totally fine. They both seem really happy. And the fact that they want to flaunt it is probably just a symptom of their happiness. Mm -hmm. But they also look oblivious to how annoying they appear. When they stopped wearing masks, I was like, okay, really? Like, come on. <laughs> At least be an example of what we're supposed to be doing. Like... He was like smoking cigs through his mask, which I really meant a lot to me. And then he stopped wearing a mask, but they're wearing them again. So that's good. I will say they are surpassing my expectations in terms of time spent together. I was expecting this thing to implode months ago. Yeah. And when I say months ago, I mean two weeks after it started. <laughs> totally. And at this point, if they got married, I wouldn't be surprised. It's interesting because like all the Us Weekly articles about them seem to be planted by them. Like they're all like... Report, Anna Darmus thinks that Ben Affleck is an amazing father and co-parent. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, who would read further on that? And it's like a source says that she just thinks it's amazing that he like goes to his kid's birthday party. But the Daily Mail has posted articles that I'm almost certain are false. But one of them was that Ben Affleck isn't allowed to go to the James Bond premiere with her because the producers don't want him to take attention away from Daniel Craig. I did spend 12 minutes of my day reading that. I can't tell you why. <laughs> That's actually why I'm not going to go to the Bond premiere either. Yeah, I, know. I had this similar interaction with the producers. <laughs> and at the end of the conversation, I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to go. I don't need it as much as Daniel does. I was like, can you get me some of that lukewarm crudite? Yeah. Mail it to me. FedEx it. FedEx me some crudies. FedEx me some curders. Can you get me some uh, room temp hummus? Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you. I would love. So you do know what it's like to be at a Bond premiere. Okay. I don't want to say, but <laughs> yeah. When I first started working for Will, I gained so much weight because there was free food everywhere. And I was like, why are people not eating this? I know. We'd be at Kimmel or something. and I'd be like, you guys. There are cupcakes. <laughs> I actually used to stash food in my desk at The Daily Show because it would like make me too tired to eat the desserts during the day. So I would save them in my drawer, like cupcakes and donuts and stuff in my desk drawer. And I like didn't think of it as being weird. But one time someone was at my desk, like having a casual convo with me and I opened a drawer and took out a donut. And I was like, oh, actually, this <laughs> is really weird. <laughs> There's just a pristine cake. Yeah, I was like, oh. Anyway, do you mind if so. I have some turkey? 
<laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry to say anyway. I think I say anyway and like too much. I say right every two seconds and I had to edit all of them out. They edit out our rights, our likes, our anyways, and our farts. And that's behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Our blooper reel will be out next year. <laughs> it's just It's us just going to be like, like, like. <laughs> because, because. Anyway, um... It's going to be a CD. It's not going to be uh, footage. A mixtape. Okay, so then another topic that was suggested to us was Zoom first dates and also sleeping together on the first date. So I have a question for you, Carol, which is, would you consider going on a Zoom first date since I'm in love and I don't have that option? For our listeners out there, I am shaking my head slowly right now back and forth back and forth no 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 (laughs) i would not go on a zoom first date let me say though i have utmost respect to those who are brave enough but right now i'm looking at my face in zoom and it looks like someone was trying to insult me and drew a picture of what i would look like at 70 i (laughs) there's no way in hell i would show this to someone i will say that mandy moore and her husband Taylor Goldsmith from the band Dawes met on Instagram and she says that they fell in love over FaceTime. Like he went on tour, so they didn't really have time to meet and talk in person. So they would just FaceTime and video chat. And she said, which I think is really romantic. We basically fell in love before like kissing. And if I met a rock star on Instagram and we started talking, I would be open to FaceTiming with him. But being set up on a blind Zoom date, like I, I, I'm I'm struggling to think of something I'd want to do less. Okay, Go to wait. War. Wait. So, this is the thing. There's things you can do that will make you look good on Zoom. I'm not saying you don't right now. You do, but if you wanted you don't have to, to say that, we're you, past that. If you wanted to, you could do what I do, which is the retouch filter, and you go in your settings and click. The retouch you know button. I don't know how to do that. I know you wouldn't be able to do it, but I could try to walk you through it. And then you can also place the computer on a very high angle, have like good lighting. And I am a big proponent of people. I just I'm imagining myself on a FaceTime Zoom date, whatever, being like, so, OK, so you have a brother. Yeah, I actually I have a sister. She's um she's 15 months older than me. Yeah, I'm not really an outdoors person. Um, so you go to the beach a lot. Oh, you know how to surf. I want to die already. Also, die, the talking over each other. It would actually be more like, oh, so you. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, no you no, go no, ahead. No. no. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Oh, OK. It's actually Carolina, not Carolina. No, no, that, that's to- that's. A- no, that's no. No, that's OK. You froze. You froze. <laughs> I would just stay still until they'd be like, OK, I guess it's not working. She's frozen. My friend Anto was doing that on Zoom last night. He kept pretending to freeze, and it was really funny. Sleeping on a first date. Sleeping. Falling asleep on a first date. Listen, guys. It's it's, okay. It's not for everyone, but if you end up doing it, don't worry. It's okay to fall asleep on a first date. I was joking once with someone that if I was a contestant on The Bachelor, I would continually fall asleep. Like The hours just wouldn't work for me. And Pilot Pete or whoever the bachelor is would have been like, Carolina slept through our one-on-one and I found that rude. (laughs) And like, does she really want to be here? Everyone would be like, we got a letter. And I'd be like, oh my God, was that the pizza? Oh, we got a letter? Okay. 
What does it say? It's a fucking riddle. It says Brooke B, Laura C, Sheila A, Shannon R, Kaylee S, Lucy H, Sarah S. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Minnie M, Minnie D. All the girls are like, thank God. Oh, my God. When they hear their names. The one is like, it's just like, I don't know how much longer I can put up with this because (laughs) the last time I talked to Pete for five seconds, he said he really wanted to know me better. And yet he's bringing 15 girls to a monster truck rally and I'm not one of them. So I'm just not sure if I can do this. So actually sleeping, having sexual uh, relations with someone on the first date. Uh-huh. Devin and I, we don't like rules. Yeah. I don't like the fact that women have to withhold how we actually feel in order to appear a certain way. Yes. And if you like someone and they like you, you can have sex or not, and it won't make a difference in how they feel about you. And you can text first, and it won't make a difference because they'll just be like, oh, I really liked her, and she texted me first. That's great. They'll just be excited. Yeah, I agree. I've had this debate with people many times I don't really know where the notion comes from of like pretend you're I mean I do it comes from like sexism and puritan <laughs> values but the notion of like if you appear like you're a floozy then he won't think of you as the type of girl who would be his girlfriend. I'm like if he thinks that way then we would not be able to date in the first place. Yeah, then actually just goodbye. Thanks. So in my experience it doesn't work that way. I don't usually think that way and I was talking to a friend about it how like we don't think of it that way anymore it's just like if i like the person i want to spend more time with them it's that simple as that do i want the person to come over yes if i want to spend more time with them no if i don't whatever and that's what jesus himself intended he said if you are feeling like it's going well you can hang out longer and if not whatever it's up to you and in his name amen 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 We're going to be right back with more listeners topics. Please stay with us. Please, God, stay with us. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to True Romance. Uh, we're going to get back into some listener topics. But first, we're going to do a dramatic Instagram reading. This week, we are doing a selection from the Instagram of singer-songwriter, poet, prose artist, Paris Hilton. Slam poet Paris Hilton. We are reading from a selection of her work. This is a picture of Paris and her boyfriend lounging comfortably on a hammock. Paris writes, She opened her eyes and didn't wonder. She knew deep in her heart and soul. Every day he tells her how much he loves her, how beautiful she is to him. That she is his favorite, his only, his love. That when the sun comes up every morning, he chooses her. And that he always will. And she knows in he means every word he tells her. She is rested in his assurances. She finally released all the broken promises in her past and believed she could trust her heart just this once more. Happy anniversary, my love. I love you to the moon and back. Star emoji, moon emoji. Okay, so that was a really beautiful piece of writing. I love you to the moon and back. Never heard that before. Very original. I just think that she takes us on such a journey. Yeah. Because... She's giving us an outsider's perspective on a, a little fairy in a tale who has fallen in love. And is the fairy in the tale Paris or is it some other star-crossed lover who believed she could trust her heart just this once more? I don't know. but I also like that she said she finally released all the broken promises in her past because she's speaking about another singer-songwriter, Nick Carter, from the band Backstreet Boys. And mm-hmm. I just think that everyone has their own place in poetry. Strong agree. It was a happy accident to capture a comment from a fan that says, I don't remember seeing her this happy with someone, heart. Good for you, Paris, which is just like so earnest. Like normally people only take the time to comment like, you're garbage, uh, you look like a square, uh, but also like I'm jacking off to you, fuck you, I hate you, I'm jacking off, stuff like that. And someone just took the time to write this very earnest and sincere Good for you, Paris. And I love that. I remember once at your house, we were going through comments on celebrities' Instagram pages because the comments were so funny. Yes. And we looked up comments on Miley Cyrus's pictures. (laughs) And one was, you ugly and you stinky. And the other one was, (laughs) guess who has a boner? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one, I remember. Okay. Listen, it's it's a whirlwind having fans. And Carolina and I both know that. 
Speaking of which, back to our listeners' topics. So Elizabeth Steele asked in our comments box on Instagram, she just wrote boobs. And at first I thought, what a clown. I'm not responding to this. But then it really got me thinking. (laughs) So when I was a little girl, let's say 11, I was worried that I would get big boobs. And those freaked me out. So I started praying that I would not get boobs to God who I still believe in. Uh, Wait, so no God is real? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I would get on my knees and pray. I and the, and the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, for I never got boobs, period. I do not have them. I have a stunningly flat chest. Once in high school, I was eating breakfast, and I, I just looked up on my mom, and apropos of nothing, I just was like, why are my boobs so small? And my mom just shook her head, and she was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say this. After a couple of years of being like, wait, this isn't fair, I love them so much. I never thought I would. And I think it's because I went to rehab in high school for eating disorder and it sort of made me radically love my body. Mm-hmm. But I know guys I've dated have been like, um, okay, but that's fine. I think they're hot and I love wearing low cut dresses. And at prom, yeah. I wore a dress that almost went down to my belly button and a drunk mom was like, whoa, Carolina's really going for it. And I was like, okay, someone um, get a hold of that woman. <laughs> and even though I lost prom queen that night, which I still think was uh, rigged voting rigged, system. Yeah, Russia. I was like, okay, Russia. <laughs> okay, this is what Facebook does. You know those ads on your Facebook? Well... <laughs> Be careful. The girl I lost to is one of the hottest people I've ever seen in my life. So, you know, I'm happy for her, I But guess. where is she now? Nowhere. She has like 10,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, okay. And one of my nipples <laughs> kept on popping out of the dress, like literally an opera singer behind a curtain just showing his head once yeah. in a while. <laughs> but I had a great time. And it's really something I've been thinking about recently because my body is riddled with scars, which is a episode for another day but Mm -hmm. i'm allowed to enjoy my body even if most men don't yeah it seems like radical politics but it's just the truth so so that's what i have to say on boobs and we have to move on that was really moving and beautiful i can't believe you made that out of elizabeth's elizabeth's boobs. boobs comment yeah something we really wanted to go in depth on today is that someone wrote in a question about friendships in the context of relationships And there's many different facets to it that I find really interesting. Mm -hmm. First off, I wanted to talk about being friend zoned because I think this is a gendered topic and I feel like a lot of men think they're friend zoned and I'm sure some of them are, but I have been friend zoned so many times and I just feel like that experience as a woman hasn't been discussed enough. And something I've heard my whole life is like, oh, yeah, no, I love Carolina. I mean, she's so funny. But if a guy is funny, he literally will be with Cameron Diaz. Yes. I mean, I know it's crazy. And I will say that I have not had those same results. But I think it's fascinating that funny doesn't necessarily sexualize women and that it's something that guys have liked me for. But I have often it's stopped there. And I have one story that I'm obsessed with that I've told so many people because it's so indicative of my problem. And that was I was friends with this guy, Ben, for a short period, I would say six months. And we would hang out with his friends every weekend, go dancing. And I didn't even think about him that way at first. But then one night I remember just seeing him continually stare at me from across the room. 
And I was like, oh, it's on. Okay. And we hung out every weekend. And when I say hung out, I mean, we'd stay up till 4 a.m. talking. And we, he was really funny. He thought I was really funny. We made each other laugh. And I remember after one of those nights, he texted me and he just said, I had another amazing night with you. I have so much fun with you. Let's go see a romantic comedy this week. And so I remember getting that text, like my heart beating so fast and thinking like, okay, this is so obvious where this is going. The same week, his best friend invites me to a party and Ben keeps texting me to make sure I'm going to go. Night of, he's texting me, what time are you getting there? I just want to make sure you'll be there. And I was at this point, I'm like, okay, you're embarrassing yourself. You need to calm down. Don't worry. It's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. I said, I'll be there at 930. And I show up at 10, which is really impressive for me because- I usually would be there at like 9.29 and be like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) I ring the bell like twice. I just want to make sure this is your house. (laughs) He's not there yet, which I'm like, okay. Um, So I just hang out. 11 p.m. rolls around. I'm having a good time, so I almost don't notice it. And I'm like, okay, maybe uh, he got four flat tires. (laughs) Midnight comes. Okay. 12.30 comes and I'm like, I'm starting to feel annoyed. And then he shows up with his ex-girlfriend and she is an Instagram model. My face turns hot. Like I have a perma smile on my face. Like I can't not smile and I don't know where to look. And I feel like I'm being rude to her, but I really don't want to be rude to her. And I just feel like the number one clown in America. No. And I feel crazy and I just want to leave, but I can't do that. And everyone wants to go to another party. And that's obviously the last thing I want to do. I just want to go home and cry, but I feel embarrassed to just leave. So everyone was drinking, and then they were like, how are we going to get to this party? Oh, Carolina doesn't drink. She can drive us. And I, again, perma-smile. I was like, yeah, of course. So I find myself no driving my crush and his ex-girlfriend to a party, and everyone's giving me shit about how terrible my parking is, and I'm like, this is actually out of this world. No. And I go home, like, sob. The thing was, we continued to hang out and he would take me to dinner. He would be like, no, let me pay. He would take me to the movies. And it was so confusing because I thought he would eventually realize that this is what you want out of a relationship. Yeah. Like, okay, we talk for hours. We have so much fun together. Like, isn't this the thing that people go for? Yeah. Like, don't you want someone that you would stay up till 4 a.m. talking with? not some Instagram model who you can't even really talk to. And don't get me wrong. I love hot girls on Instagram and I can name more of them than I can American capitals. But this one was like a Madame Tussaud wax figure. Like nothing was going on. And yeah, like a year later, I ended up texting him on impulse just because I was thinking about it. And I was like, hey, did you ever like me? Because I really liked you. And I I was really confused. And he just like, bubble text bubble goes up and down up and down up and down finally he's like I always loved you as a friend and I was like wrong answer me yeah that's just like sociopathic behavior to be honest well I do think sometimes I've ended up with guys who like the attention I give yeah (laughs) because when I do become obsessed with someone like I I'm sure I come off as very flattering I really like them and I think some guys like to dine on that I did meet this guy once who was not like this at all. He was really nice. And I met him when I was 19 and he was super cute. But then I found out almost immediately that he had a girlfriend and I was like, okay, whatever. Bye. 
And then a few years pass and he texted me. I must have been like 21 and his band was having a show in New York. And he asked me if I wanted to come and I was just laying in bed exhausted. So I just texted him back. Oh, is Kaylee coming? His girlfriend. And he was like, oh, I can't believe you remember her. Yeah, she'll definitely be there. And I just never responded. I was like, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I don't have time. I don't have space for that. Yeah, I I have enough friends, actually. I have enough Kayleys in my life. Kuoko so is I, the only one and that's it. <laughs> Kaylee Kuoko on Instagram. She has 13 dogs. I'm here for all of them. So this I want to ask you, Devin, because you have a boyfriend and I famously do not. <laughs> Your significant other is friends with girls. Yes, my boyfriend has chosen a lifestyle which is one that directly contradicts the movie When Harry Met Sally, which is one of the best movies of all time in that Can confirm he has best friends who are women and it's been challenging just because I think for multiple reasons one is that I've had bad experiences in the past with dating someone who was like still in touch with an ex that was like a weird situation I had an ex who like a lot of women stalked <laughs> and like were obsessed with and So, and I also am not, I have male friends, like platonic male friends, but I don't have like best friendships with them where like I'm texting with them all the time. Like we're FaceTiming, we're doing everything together. Like I, I have always been much closer to my female friends. So I don't necessarily have a reference for it. I will say that I've obviously known all of your boyfriends and they've all treated me well because they all knew that you and I were so close Mm -hmm. Matt is the only one who seems genuinely interested in me as a person yeah and (laughs) actually wants to build a relationship with me and we need to eventually get into the story into your love story but I will say that after you guys started dating he sent me a Christmas sweater for one of my dogs and if you know me you know that's exactly what I want and I could not believe that someone was so nice and that he wasn't doing it obviously out of any like, I hope you like me. I'm Devin's boyfriend. I think I remember one of your exes said something like, and Carolina, she's a 10, like trying to make me feel like yeah, that was the only thing he knew how to do to make yeah. me feel like liked. And I was like, okay, obviously I'll take it. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that does get you points. But Matt actually sincerely seems to want to be my friend. And at first I didn't even know what to do with that. I was like, yeah. why? I literally thought like, why is Matt being so nice to me? I know. And I was like, okay, he needs money. <laughs> One of the times he visited me in LA, I was like, oh, what was your favorite part of the trip? And he was like, oh, meeting Carolina, definitely. And I was like, okay, why are you so freaking perfect? (laughs) No, he's perfect. And I, you know, we've talked about some of my exes and how I wish that they made an effort. (laughs) (laughs) People have made fun of me before about how obsessed I am with you. And I just want the people I love to be obsessed with who I'm obsessed with, meaning my dogs, my friends, the movies I want to watch. Yeah. And I think that would be appreciated. That being said, you and I have talked about when when you ask your boyfriend if there's feelings between him and a female friend and he's like, oh, I'm not her type. Yeah. And you're like, okay, no. Not what I Do not imply that I should be so lucky. (laughs) I know. Oh, I mean, in my dreams, but no. She would never have me, but you garbage girl. 
Thank God you, this little garbage toilet girl, found me. That is the worst response. I'm not her type. For men listening, please avoid using that phrase. But also just wanted to say that the worst thing, one of the worst things I've heard on the other side of that is... When people are like, oh my God, you're with him. You're so lucky, which is something that this girl who was like clearly obsessed with one of my long-term exes, he was like throwing a fundraiser. So I went to it and she, I had never met her before and she came up to me and she was like, oh my God, you're Milo's girlfriend? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're so lucky wow you're so lucky and i was like okay i guess sure i mean am i the charity that this fundraiser is for great yeah that reminds me of when i broke up with this really hot guy not because i think i'm all that but just because our relationship was nearing the end and i just wanted to get over with and this one girl was like you broke up with sean wait so you broke up with sean wow (laughs) wow It was as if someone told her that, like, a little league team had beaten the Yankees. She was like, no, really? No way. It's as if someone told her that Ellen finally got taken down. She's like, what? But (laughs) the network made so much money off that daytime slot. And speaking of the network, we're going to need to take an ad break. We'll be right back with True Romance. I want true. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Welcome back to True Romance. Today we're discussing topics submitted by our lovely listeners. So let's get back into it. So one of the questions we got was what it's like to be single when most of your friends are in relationships. Yes. And I felt um, attacked. One of you seems in a really happy, healthy relationship and the other one seems really miserable and single and has no one. No, I'm kidding. And I was like, who are you speaking of? The question was about what it's like to be single when your close friends are in a relationship and how do you be happy for your friends when you're single, etc. Which I think most people can relate to. It's tough. I remember I spent most of my early 20s in relationships. And then when I was 27, I was single for the first time. And I was like, okay, like who's ready to rage? Who wants to go out? Girls night, girls night. Let's go. Let's go. And everyone was like, oh, you're married. And I was like, oh, okay. So no one, okay. No one wants to go out. Okay. Um, interesting. So what's my course here? Do I befriend some 19 year olds? So it's tough. But on the other side of that, I, (laughs) when I first met Carolina, I was in a relationship with that hottie Sean I mentioned before. Yeah. I had never been in a relationship at that time. And because I had never experienced it, I just chose it as like the one thing I've never had. So it must be what makes me happy because I've never been happy. Um, Very white girl line of thinking. So I remember thinking like that is the one thing I need to be happy. And like, why can't I have it? It makes no sense. And like, nobody likes me. Whenever I told Devin like, oh, it's not that bad or actually you know, don't worry about social anxiety or something like that. She would be like, okay, well, you're in a relationship. So you actually don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I'd be like, it doesn't take away all life's troubles. Yeah. It actually just adds new ones. Exactly. I remember then you were in relationships and whenever someone said like something like that to you, you would be like, I actually have to fight so many insecurities and figure out so many communication problems. So no, it's not a breeze (laughs) to be like close with another human being. Yeah. I just loved going out when I was single in high school and I would always be like, okay, you guys, tonight, let's get like really drunk. Like not just like drunk, let's get like black out. And they were like, actually, you say that every single night. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Do you want to get arrested tonight? No, but tonight's the night. No, I want to um, wake up in another state, which my friend did after she drank two Four Locos. Oh, the original. (laughs) I'm starting to feel like, oh, should I be getting married? Like, I got dumped a few weeks before my 30th birthday, which was an interesting way to die. But yeah. <laughs> I have zero instinct yet to actually be like, okay, I need to be wed. I need to be mm-hmm. tied down with someone, maybe just because I don't know who that would be at this point. But I do really want to plan a wedding. But I think going to a wedding single is another aspect that completely throws you off and and sends you into an existential crisis i've gone to a few weddings single and it always feels like they're just rubbing it in your face like you are not on a track and these people are and they have a plan and soon they're gonna be on their honeymoon and then they're gonna be moving into a house and having kids blah blah blah. i always feel attacked by the first dance like just like oh Mm -hmm. my god you oh so you guys have a song together i get it I once went to my great aunt's wedding. She was like 70 and getting married to another 70 year old. And oh. I, I had just gone through a breakup and I got really drunk and cried on the dance floor. <laughs> 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 just openly cried. <laughs> Must be nice, grandma. <laughs> Do not invite me to your wedding. I will say that I one of the most fun times I've ever had at a wedding ever 
was at my friend Beth's wedding. I was supposed to go with someone I was dating at the time. We broke up right before. And so I ended up going with my friend who was already invited to the wedding, but she kind of became my plus one, my friend Tess. And it was like the best date I've ever had. It was so fun. We like both danced the whole night away. We were like checking in like we were actually there as dates like we were like okay i'm going outside for a sec i'm going to the bar do you need anything like let's go to the dance floor now it was like so much fun and we stayed up till four in the morning doing face masks and (laughs) there is an aspect of being in a relationship that can affect your female friendships and i remember specifically Devin and i we were hanging out by a like a by a lake house with some of our friends and i remember i had just gone through that breakup with that hottie and you had a boyfriend at the time. And I remember just seeing you like, this sounds like creepy, but I was just seeing you like cuddle on him. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just got so envious because I was like, I just want someone's hand to hold. Yeah. Just anyone. Yeah. Like, I just, I just want like, I mean, I think sometimes being single, even if you're not missing anything emotionally, you're just like, oh, it'd be nice to have like someone's heavy arm around me. Yeah, like that boyfriend that you're talking about, I mean, it wasn't true love, but it he was a body that was there. And exactly. That's one of the main things I can say about him. <laughs> I can the most positive thing I can say about him was that he was real and he existed. And he was there. My college boyfriend said that him and his friends made a pact once where they said they would never let their friendship get in the way of hooking up with someone. And I really felt that. Like, a part of me was like, yes. Like, uh, you can just say to your friends, like, okay, so I will once in a while have to put dick first. Yes. And I hope that you can accept that. And yes. if that means that we're hanging out and having a great time, but I have an opportunity to hook up with someone, you might have to leave. And and I and I will do the same for you. And I, and I do think that's beautiful. And I do think that's friendship. That is friendship. I remember one time I was at, a pizza place at like midnight in college with some friends and like the text came in like a response from someone some guy that I was interested in and I literally sprinted away from the pizza place I was like oh duty calls and like got up and sprinted through the night like into oncoming traffic and was like okay goodbye you just put your hood up yeah like (laughs) the signal has been sent um yeah, I identify with that. Turns out he sent it to the wrong number. No, I'm kidding. Probably. <laughs> Probably. We also wanted to talk about the sort of quote unquote girl code in terms of not hooking up with friends' exes. And I will say, I'm not proud to say this, but I did this once in high school. I was 17 years old. It's one of my biggest regrets. I was an absolute idiot. Um, But I just needed validation at that stage in my life. And my friend was freakishly hot and juggling like eight hot guys. So I think I thought like, okay, she's fine and I'm starving. Yeah. But she was so hurt when she found out, of course. And it was just one of those moments when you think, oh, this isn't who I want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be the villain. And I would never do something like that again. And And looking back on it, not to be self-pitying and and definitely not to make myself the victim, but I know that she got over it. She's in a happy relationship now. Obviously, I apologize to her. I'm so sad that I thought I needed validation that crucially at the cost of a friend. Yeah. That's that's not sad like, oh, poor little girl, but that's just like, oh, that's a 
depressing place to be. I'd never want to be there again. Yeah. So I think it's more of a question of like, oh, you need to look at a bigger picture. What's going on in your life that you think that is your only option for love or attention or emotional security? Yeah. Yeah. I had that experience also in college when I was drinking and I had the same feeling of like, this is just like my whole life. Female friendship has been like the most important like medicine that I have. So I just remember thinking like, this is a rock bottom moment of like why another topic we wanted to cover under this umbrella final topic is how to accept when friends are in a relationship you don't approve of do you want to cover this you're making a face like you're no that's just my resting uh face oh okay (laughs) okay sorry (laughs) she looked absolutely appalled i looked i would say constipated but that's just like a thinking face i have oh okay yeah so i have had this experience I've been in relationships that friends don't approve of and I've been disapproving of friends relationships and I had a piece of advice shared with me one time that was extremely helpful which was my one friend and I were talking about another friend's relationship and I was kind of being like he's not good enough for her like he doesn't value her like we have to say something and my other friend was like you know what their dynamic might work because what works for you might not work for another person like maybe we cast our judgments from the outside but you can never know someone's relationship and like you don't know if maybe that is a dynamic that they like or whatever and it hit me because I was like in a relationship that definitely people could have looked at and said that's not a healthy dynamic but I couldn't see that in my own relationship and so I it kind of gave me compassion where I was like i guess like that's just not my job to tell someone who should who they should. I'm not a matchmaker I'm not the Indian matchmaker on Netflix so I do think that something I love about you is that you're highly protective of your friends and I think that can translate to you being like okay well he's not good enough for her yeah I mean like you said female friendships are extremely important to you as they are to me and I I frankly just never believe that whoever my friends are with are good enough for them because I'm like oh so you're with the smartest funniest woman on earth I know and you're not laying at her feet like licking her shoes okay so you don't appreciate her yeah the reason I haven't been able to let Jay-Z back into my life ever since Lemonade when I heard Sandcastles we built sand castles. I was like, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And we've talked about it before, but you just can't hear it until you're ready to. Yes. So it's almost useless to tell someone, oh, so I think that this is not going well until they ask you about it. And then I feel free to give my opinion. But one thing I do say when friends express doubts or insecurities about their relationship, especially if they seem on the fence, is I tell them, by the way, you can talk to me about this and I will never judge you for it. Yeah. It's normal to feel doubt even in the happiest relationship um, just because monogamy is complicated and long-term monogamy is even more so. So if people are like, okay, well, I don't know if I want to do this or I don't know if I want to get married. I'm never like, okay, then you need to get out, pack your stuff. You don't have time to take everything. Let's go. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously these are serious things to consider. But if you decide tomorrow that you regret having this conversation, then don't worry about it. I will not judge you. Yeah. If you decide to stay, I won't judge you. If you decide to leave, I won't judge you. Because that also opens up dialogue between you and your friends. So they feel safe to come back and talk to you about it. 
Yeah, you have always said that to me, and it's always like meant the world to me. And I have always come back to you for advice on in every relationship I've been in because I've felt completely unjudged. But I have actually been iced out by friends who are like, I'm just not going to tell Devin we got back together because like I know she'll be too aggressive about it. So I have tried to take she scares me. your approach more. And- Devin scares me. <laughs> so... Yeah, I know times where I just haven't even told people I'm back together with someone because I'm so worried about the judgment. And thankfully, I'm not at that place anymore in my life. Um, I mean, that was when I was like 20 and insane. Yeah. But I understand the embarrassment. And I also think we have to always remember that we can't have judgment over someone's relationship. It is interesting. I actually think it's something I want to end with, which is my therapist, Kathy, God bless her, said... You have a broken picker, meaning like you don't know how to pick the right men to be with. And she said, you're going to have to be with someone that you're unattracted to at first, meaning you're attracted to the wrong type of person and you're going to actually have to rewire your brain. And that's how she explained it to me. Mm -hmm. And there was this guy, Sean, the hottie that I keep referencing this episode, who was so nice to me. And nice to me to the point that it made me a little bit sick. And I'm I'm not saying that as a joke. Like, mm-hmm. he would text me stuff like, I just want you to have an amazing day because you deserve nothing less. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, cheesy. I'm embarrassed for you. Why did you have to send that? But I had never been treated so well in my life, ever, mm-hmm. by boyfriend. And I remember one night saying that. Like, I've just never been treated so well. And his immediate response, he he was the most frustrated I had ever seen him. And he was like, well, that's exactly what you deserve. Like, he was sort of repulsed by the idea that I had been treated less than. Yeah. And that did rewire my brain. And it was something that I learned from in terms of, oh, it's much easier to date someone who's just nice to you. Yeah. Or I remember telling him I wanted to go into comedy. And he was like, you absolutely should. It would be such a waste if you didn't. Yeah. I had previous boyfriends who told me that they hoped that I didn't dream that high. (laughs) I totally agree. I'm still always, like, shocked by the experience of being treated so well by Matt like I'm always like oh my god this is like so easy wow I just have like still built into my mind being with an insecure person and I also am an insecure person so everything I'm like oh my god like for example right now I would my first thought is like I'm taking too long recording this podcast like I'm not spending time with the person I'm in a relationship with like he'll be annoyed that I'm spending too much time on the podcast I like whatever it'll be a fight it'll be an argument But he's just, like, the most supportive person I've ever met. Like, he's like, that's amazing. Like, you talked to Carol. Oh, my God, it went over because you guys were, like, so excited about the topic. That's amazing. I'll, like, start dinner. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, I think that Matt is exceptional. I really do. That all being said, and I know we spoke about not judging our friends' relationships, but I think it might be time for you to end things. End it while it's good. Don't wait for it to get really bad. End it while it's good. And listen, you have your number one girlfriend here. I'm single. I think it could be fun if we were both single. Listen, I am not jealous. I'm happy for you. But I'm also looking out for you. All right. So you're saying basically we could do girls nights. We could Zoom each other from outside, closed down, gone out of business clubs. Yes. Maybe dance to no music, maybe capture some chance encounters with people that we see six feet away. In the line for Trader Joe's. 
And Lion for Trader Joe's, did he smile or was his mask on in a funny way that made his eyes crinkle? Okay, you're making a good pitch for this. You get it. You get it. I already know you get it. Listen, Matt's packing his bags as we speak. So listen, I'm just going to be a girl boss and put him out on the street and say, find your own way home. Are Ubers a risk? That's your decision to make. (laughs) Exactly. No, in all sincerity, Matt literally just sent me a gift because he was so happy for our podcast. I know it's so funny because he didn't get me a gift. But anyway, go on. Well, I'm actually (laughs) just trying to plant a lover's spat. So we can be single gal pals together. Okay. All right. What did you learn today? What did I learn today? I learned from myself that I do love my body right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though nobody's around, it reminds me of something you told me once, which was when we were discussing Beyonce's feminist manifesto, which is her song Flawless. And there's a lyric where she says, tell him I look so good tonight. And you said, as women, we're expected to wait for a man to compliment us and then internalize that. Mm -hmm. Instead, why don't you tell him how you look? Mm -hmm. I completely forgot about that. Incredible. Yeah. It is a Rubik's Cube. It re-Rubik's Cubes your brain. I am so glad you reminded me of that. What did you learn today? I learned that it's not on me to judge whether Ben Affleck's funny. Why do I think that's my place? He might be funny to some people. No, it is on us and he's not funny. I learned that (laughs) when you go to a Bond premiere, they have room temperature hummus and no one eats it. Put it in your purse. Put it in your purse. Put hummus put in your purse. In your purse. It's all put over hum- your stuff. Hummus on your lipstick. Hummus on your wallet. Hummus in your credit cards. Is it going to work next time you use the chip reader? Is it going to break because there's hummus on your credit card? <laughs> That's what I learned. Can you try it again? Because there's some hummus on it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you even try the song again. And I was like, okay. <laughs> hummus in your purse. Hummus in your lipstick. Hummus. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into True Romance. Devin, I love you. Love you too. We'll check in next week. No, we won't. Bye. <laughs> All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. True. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. 
Facebook on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.